Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. They are among the most popular investments here in Singapore. Singapore Real Estate Investment Trust. How have they been faring during this coronavirus pandemic? The first three months of 2020 has seen great market volatility. Add in the ongoing U.S.-China trade war sanctions, a global slowing economy and unstable prices. We've been dealing with a lot these past couple of months. In comparison with other stocks on the market, though, the Singapore REIT space has been less volatile. I thought I'd check in with Kenny Lowe, senior consultant and REIT specialist. He's also an independent financial advisor to uncover why Singapore REITs don't seem to be faring as badly in these volatile conditions. I also want to check in with Kenny where he thinks are possible good spaces to put our money and we're going to find out what his outlook is for REITs in the near future. Kenny, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. How have REITs generally been performing in Singapore? Wow, I summarized in the three words mm-hmm. and this is a historical event uh, for the Singapore REIT. Crazy REIT crash. We used to have a crazy REIT Asian, <laughs> now we have a crazy REIT crash. Oh no. In a historical event. Like, basically, I just show you some of the history uh, and also statistics uh, based uh, on the REIT performance. REIT index has dropped about 35% from a peak. Uh, to about 650 points in less than one month. This uh, index currently reaching the eight years low, which means that for those investors who have been uh, investing in REIT uh, for the past eight years, I think most of people will be uh, on the REIT uh, on, on their uh, portfolio. Right? This is one of the in, uh, interesting statistics, 35% drop. But wow. if you look at uh, some of the other interesting uh, statistics which mm. uh, catch attention to most of the people, mm. 85% of the REIT now, 85% of the Singapore REIT now, currently they are undervalued based on the price-to-book ratio. Which means that if the portfolio worth $1 million, you can get it maybe for 800000 500000 It is pretty cheap. And more than 50% of the Singapore REIT has yield more than 10%. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why uh, not, not everything uh, is, is on the uh, gloomy side. But mm. look at another perspective, there are a lot of opportunities uh, out the street now. All right, that's a great way to put it. So the top 10 REITs in Singapore have a combined market cap of about $60 billion and historically so popular with investors because of their steady growth rates as well as their low entry price points. So basically you're saying for 85% of these REITs, the entry price points have just gotten a lot lower. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Not all of them are currently undervalued now, mm. but based on historical data, they are close to the entry level. But at the present moment, because the REIT is very correlated to the U.S. stock market performance, right? Uh, if any big drop in U.S. stock market, the REIT will be affected. But fundamentally, uh, Singapore REIT has already reached the uh, attractive valuation. All right, let's talk about that correlation. Are they generally defensive uh, to have in your portfolio REITs? Do they have a low correlation to stocks and bonds? Uh, REIT has been uh, running by itself and low correlation for the past two or three years. Uh, and also Singapore REIT has a better performance compared to Singapore Bank Stock and also STI. Only until recently, uh, we since uh, all the asset class is, is coming down, the market crash, 
uh, it has very strong correlation to all the shares and also equity around the world. Right. That, that's why during this period, basically, uh, all the fundamental, all the correlation, all throughout all the books and technical uh, analysis will not work uh, during this timing. And uh, we just need to see when the, the bottom and everything, uh, wait, wait for the time for everything to go back to normal again. Have you been receiving a lot of interest and, and you know, people buying REITs, calling you, asking what's going on? Right. Yeah, I, I see that there are many uh, investors that are panicked that do not really know what to do during this timing. Mm. But uh, my, my advice to them is uh, when we invest in REIT, basically we are investing in the underlying physical property. It's a physical property investment, right? Yes. And during this timing, during a market crash, if we are owning our physical property, we are not going to panic sell. Right? That's why no point to panic sell because at the end of the day, the physical property is there. We are still collecting the rental income. Then we, when we invest, we have to look beyond this uh, COVID-19. One year down the road, two years down the road, what will happen to the global economy and what will happen to the business. The business will go back to normal. For us, we are going out uh, to work normally and we don't need to work from home. We also go for holiday. That's why the hospitality sector will recover. The cap, uh, those, those retail malls, you mm. getting more and more traffic. Everything will be recovered. That's why we do not really need to panic during this period. This mm. is only the transition. It's very, very short term, right? That, that's why that, that's my advice to calm them down. Mm. And instead, I will strongly advise them during this period, let's do the bottom fishing because this is once in the lifetime to pick up rate at a very, very cheap rate. And once we pick up uh, the, at a very cheap valuation and also wait for the dividend payout, automatically over the long term, uh, the rate price will go up because property basically is an inflation hedge account asset classes. Okay, let's get into that. I'm speaking with Kenny Lowe. He's an independent financial advisor, senior consultant and REIT specialist, telling us that if you manage yourself well during this period where it's crazy REITs Asia, you could be a crazy rich Asian in time. Yeah, Kenny. So let's talk a little bit about a DBS Group research report I read on Wednesday. So this report recommends accumulating certain Singapore real estate investment trusts following the overselling of the sector by investors. I'll read you a little of the report. It said the mix of fund redemptions and unwinding of leverage positions have resulted in indiscriminate selling of Singapore REITs. The research team singled out Capital and Mall Trust, Fraser Centerpoint Trust, Suntech REIT, Keppel REIT, Len Lease Global REIT, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, and Ascenders REIT for their quality assets and attractive value relative to growth. What do you make of this? Uh, I would agree to maybe four or five of them. Uh, I would not really put the Len Lease and also Keppel REIT into my portfolio. Uh, the first reason why I don't put the land list in my portfolio because they are pretty new and also they only have a two two properties. Uh, no track record has been shown for the past few years. And also uh, the land list is, has uh, close to 70% portfolio just focused on our Somerset 313, right? Yeah. That's why in terms of diversification, that does not meet my criteria. I still prefer have a very good diversification because if something happened to any individual property, they will not be affected the DPO. For, for capital rate, although the valuation and also uh, the distribution yield looks attractive, but if you look at the past few years on a DPO trend, basically it's a trending down. 
under the normal time, right? Under the normal time, they are trending down. They are not really performing as good as other REITs. That's why Capital uh, REIT is not in my portfolio mm-hmm. uh, watch list. But uh, as for uh, CMT, Capital Mall Trust, uh, Fraser Center Point Trust, Suntech, uh, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, and also as Sanders, those are in my watch list. Basically, I am eyeing to add all these kind of big cap uh, read into my portfolio once I found a bottom. But by the way, nobody can really time the bottom. What uh, investors should do is basically we just uh, plan our entry in stages, right? This is called a time diversification strategy in stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another way is called dollar cost averaging. Uh, just slowly accumulate uh, along the way. And I, I'm pretty sure for the next two or three years, if you're buying at this current low level now, uh, the, the probability of making money and generate the good with dividend is pretty high. All right. Are there some REITs, though? We know there's a whole range of REITs. Some deal with hospitality spaces, some deal with warehousing spaces. Are there some, some REITs that are so-called safer than others for those... Uh who are extremely risk-averse but do want to get in on what they see as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? Yeah, at the present moment, nothing is safe. Nothing. Due to the margin, nothing, zero. <laughs> because even, even those defensive rates, for example, Parkway Life, which uh, focus on all the hospital and also capital disease, the data center, supposed yeah. to be a data center should be good, yeah. good because everybody stay at home, uh-huh. they still drop by 30%. They still drop by 30%. Capital DC read, right? Yeah, yeah, 31.2%. Right, it's crazy. That's why nothing is safe uh, uh, at the moment because this is not, the selling is not due to the fundamental. It's not due to all the economic conditions. It's all due to the false selling because there are a lot of margin call and also business uh, challenges where the investor need to raise cash for their own business to pay the renter, to pay the salary, to pay uh, the supplier and also meet the margin limit. During this period, you can see that there's an indiscriminate selling across the board. Even yeah. some of the big cap rates, you can see that one day it can drop by 10%. It does not really make sense. I think that one day I saw it, it dropped by 10%, maybe three dropped by 10%. It does, does not really make sense. That's the, the, the only way is uh, due to the margin call. Because mm-hmm. during the margin call, yep. uh, all, the, all the brokerage, all the private bankers, they have a false sell at the market price, market order. But we do not have any buyer in the market. That's why they continue to go and queue until the lowest price and get it sell. Got it. I think, personally, I believe that that's the only explanation during this sell-off. All right. Thanks for trying to make sense in this uh, time, as you say, where things are not making a lot of sense. Um, do you think REITs are going to benefit from all these interest rate cuts we're seeing central banks around the world put into effect? Yeah, definitely. Because the there are two reasons. Uh, the first thing is... Uh, most of the REIT, you have a lower cost of borrowing and also low, lower cost of capital. That can really help them to really uh, increase their DPO. That, that's the first thing uh, for the immediate effect. Yeah. The, the second reason is they have a lot much more bullet to go for aggressive acquisition now during this period because everything is on sale. If yeah. the REIT manager don't capitalize uh, this opportunity to borrow cheap money, go and buy property, they, they, they are not going to find any opportunity, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that's the, the benefit of a, in, uh, a low interest rate environment. And, and in addition, most of the central bank in the world, they are pumping a lot of liquidity in the market, yep. right? Eventually, this money has to flow into the system. And with, based on current valuation, it's pretty attractive. It's pretty cheap. I believe that 
probably they will be uh, coming into the risk sector and scoop it up because we look at all the data. It just it, it's quite a straightforward. It's a no-brainer decision why the fund manager, big institution, why should they should not allocate uh, some of the percentage of the portfolio into the risk. This is a big question. I wish we had more time on the clock, but Kenny, what is your outlook for the REIT space for 2020? 2020, short-term-wise, for the next two or three quarters, yep. uh, investor has to be prepared. There will be a cut in dividend, right? Because um, the business will be affected. Uh, investor should look beyond that one year down the road and start accumulating and be prepared to receive lesser dividend. But after this COVID-19 over, I think everything will be back to normal again. For me, I think that 2020 will be either on the maybe uh, uh, on a sideway, uh, bottom start, and slowly uh, accumulation starting happening. I think 2021, uh, we probably have a strong rebound when the liquidity really go in the flow in the system. All right there. So help, help listeners out when it comes to trying to differentiate which is the best opportunity to invest in when it comes to a REIT. I mean, as you say, you know, people looked at Keppel DC REIT. They said, oh, pure data center REIT. All the fundamentals seem to be out of the picture. You know, should we look at whether it's a solid business model or creative acquisitions? What are you looking at? DPU, valuation, what are you looking at when trying to decide what, which REIT to get into right now? Right. Basically, uh, the two things I am looking at at the present moment, one is based on valuation, right? Because at the end of the day, this is a property investing. As long as we are getting the property at cheap, uh, long-term-wise, we do not really need to worry about uh, the future net asset value, NAV. The second thing is the sustainability of the dividend. Uh, this is also need to look at the fundamental of the portfolio to mm-hmm. see the how strong and how resilient the portfolio to be able to generate a sustainable uh, rental income. As long as they are able to generate sustainable income, we do not really need to worry about the DPO. I, I'm looking at these two uh, perspectives for a time being. Uh, fundamental, as long as they are strong, just uh, go in there and wait for the dividend payout. Uh, at the same time, wait for the uh, uh, NAV recovery. Do you think a recession is likely in this economic climate? And if so, how do you think investors can stay resilient in times like this? Uh, stick, I would suggest that investors stick to the objective because when they are investing in REIT, the first objective is for the dividend uh, payout. Uh, we should, investors should not really purely look at the capital appreciation. Mm. Uh, as long as the, the portfolio consistently uh, paying out the dividend and meet the financial objective, either for retirement, uh, income, or due to whatever reason, uh, it should be good enough. But of course, another thing is no one can really time the market. It's mm. more very important to diversify, right? Definitely during this sell-off period, there will be one or two rates have uh, some of the funny reason not performing well. They may want to uh, raise cash, sell the asset, or do some right issue. Definitely some of them you, you happen. But if you have a portfolio of 20 rates, I think you should be fine. That's why in short, uh, be patient and also build a diversified portfolio uh, during this uh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Great way to put it. And uh, good to have some positive news, actually, when it comes to investing in this climate. Thanks for talking with us, Kenny. Have a good day. 
Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. He's Kenny Lowe, Senior Consultant, REIT Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor, giving us a report card on how REITs have been performing here in Singapore and what you as investors can think about if choosing to include REITs in your portfolio. Today in Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.